gentlemen, welcome back to the Being Husband podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan West, bringing you guys another episode here, telling you all thank you so much for being a part of the work we're doing here. If you've been with us for any length of time, then you know what I always say, guys, it is a tall order to be a man of one's household, but there was ever a time that we needed strong leaders in our communities, present fathers to our children, and loving husbands to our wives, it's today. Wouldn't you guys agree? Before I get into today's episode, guys, I want to share with you a quick life update, if I may. We're moving. We got a couple of weeks before we get going. We're going to be leaving where we're at right now, moving a little further south in Tennessee, and we're really looking forward to it, Uh, just kind of being out there and being close to our church and some friends that live out there as well. So I'm excited. My wife's excited. And what you all should be excited about is that in that new place, there will be a being husband office there. So I'll be running the podcast from there, but also probably starting to get into video. So I'll be videoing a lot of those podcasts and putting those up on YouTube. So if you enjoy consuming content in that way, more visually, that will be available. Uh, But I'm looking forward to that piece. And I'm also looking forward to just being in house. It's going to be Really exciting stuff. So be in prayer for us about that. Uh, look, look forward to those videos coming out soon. All right, so let's jump into today's topic, okay? And you're probably scratching your head and wondering, why do you have to be so dramatic? Why do you have to always be so dramatic? And you know what? That's just me. <laughs> so today's title is, Brothers, Whatever You Do, Don't Follow Your Heart. Don't do it. Stay away. Because... What you don't know about your heart is that it's not something that you really want to be following. Not unchecked anyway. So you're saying, all right, Jonathan, break break it down. Okay, bring this home for me if you don't mind. So I'm going to try to do that. Okay, Jeremiah 17 and 9. It's going to feel like I'm preaching to you a little bit. And maybe it always feels like I'm preaching to you. But I, I've just had in the past couple of days... A lot of conversations with guys, and I don't want to share anything or overshare anything about them, but they have been dealing with some unbelievable temptations, some unbelievable internal struggles. Unbelievable. And I'm talking to you. I'm talking to that guy that is at war in himself, that is, that is trying to do right by his wife and his and his family and his community and his soul and God. But it's just being hammered. Hammered. With evil thoughts, evil desires, evil passions. Because I'm that guy. Same guy. So let me jump into it really quick. Okay. Jeremiah 17, 9. It says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Now, does that sound like something you want to follow? Who can understand it? Jeremiah says, who can get where this thing is going? Who can understand the clear path that this thing is headed? Desperately sick. It's broken. And it's a liar. It doesn't tell the truth. 
And so you're saying to me, Jonathan, everybody's telling us to follow our hearts. What do you mean that the heart is deceitful and wicked? I mean exactly what Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, bro. That it cannot do right apart from God. You And you know that. That's the thing about it. You and I, this is just me and you talking, okay? You and I both know, late on Saturday night, you, you know, you're all alone, everybody's sleeping. You and I both know that your heart in that moment does not desire reading your Bible. Early in the morning, when you got everything coming in your head, everything on your plate, all the stuff you got to do today, the meetings you're about to miss, the traffic you're about to sit in, all that stuff is in your head. Your first thought in your mind is not bless the Lord. <laughs> it's not. So be real with me. Just for a minute. You and I both know that the inward parts of you, your heart. Apart from God and apart him changing it. Does not want good. And I'm going to try to flesh that out a little bit more. Okay. What I think are the three motivations that cause a heart to not be directed and oriented by God. Okay. What I think those are, are outlined in 1 John 2, 15 through 17. I'm not going to take time to read it. But these are the things that from what I am studying are the motivations. Okay, number one is wanting what isn't yours. That is the lust of the eyes. Okay, that's what the Bible calls the lust of the eyes. Second one is wanting unrestricted pleasure. That's what the Bible calls the lust of the flesh. And then the third thing is wanting to be all powerful or praised and perceived as all powerful. That is the pride of life. Okay, so again, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, wanting what isn't yours, wanting unrestricted pleasure, wanting to be all powerful or perceived and praised as all powerful. Okay, those are the three motivations that drive your heart away from God. So let me first give some biblical examples of this, because I don't want you to guys think I'm just shooting from the hip here. So we got David and Bathsheba first up lust of the eyes example here. He's, he's walking around on the roof. He's hot and bothered. He sees something he likes across the way and it's Bathsheba taking a bath, ironically. <laughs> and he decides that he's going to get him a piece. So he sends his guards to go get her, call her into his chambers. And he does what God did not want him to do. Why? Because he followed his heart. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the flesh. You got Solomon, wisest king, David's son, the wisest king that ever lived, wisest man that ever lived. Okay? He, you know, he's God said, look, you can pray for me, you can pray to you can pray to me for anything. <laughs> and Solomon says, you know what? I don't want to be rich. I want wisdom. Because if I have wisdom, I can get rich. But, if, but more than that, I will be clear on my understanding. I'll be clear on what it is that you want. I'll be clear on all things 
that would make me understand the world that you've created, God. So I don't want riches. I want wisdom. So God gave him wisdom and it was a blessing to him. But wisdom brought him game. <laughs> what you don't know is that Solomon had several wives and several concubines. What's a concubine, Jonathan? Listen, you need you need to take some time and study what that means. I'm not going to delve into the deep dive, but just know that those women that were not his wives, okay, that stayed with him at the house. I'm not going to take time to get into all of that and what that means, but just know Solomon was having sex with a lot of women that were not his wives, okay? And that was because the power that he got from wisdom caused him to be attractive. And it caused him to indulge himself in sex, as much sex as he wanted, when he wanted, any time he wanted. And that was not because he followed wisdom. Wisdom brought the girls to him or made the girls attracted to him but wisdom was not the thing that would have led him to having indulgent sexual experiences with multiple women that was his heart that was the lust of the flesh the pride of life and some of you guys that you know might get this who you might be athletes or uh, might be guys that go to the gym and lift you understand this one all too well you understand all of them all too well but you understand this one you got king nebuchadnezzar okay this is in daniel king nebuchadnezzar he's walking around in the city that he built and he's or the city that he thinks he built and he's like is this not great babylon look at me king of babylon i, I built this whole thing by my hand I'm the man. I got this stuff together. I'm the hero of this story. I'm the main character in this book. And just as quick as he said that, an angel visited him from God and said, this day you will become an animal. You'll become a beast. And he lost his mind that quick, that quick. Because he's over there strutting around, peacocking, thinking he's the man. God turned him over to an animalistic mind. His nails grew as long as claws and his hair grew as long as feathers. He became foolish, eating bugs, running around, looking crazy. Now, was that him following God? Would a man that follows God beat his chest and say, look at what I did? Or would he be thankful? You and I know he'd be thankful. He'd be praising God. But that wasn't a man that was following God. That was a man who was following his, say it with me, heart. It was these men's hearts that led them to these places. Look, your desire, our desire, okay, to see beauty and to appreciate all that that is, is natural, okay? 
That's that's the eyes. The things your eyes are not bad, okay? Your desire to have good food and and great sex with your wife is natural and is good for you. It's God ordained. It's God blessed. Those are God blessed things to enjoy. And 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 you know what? Even your desire to achieve and to drive towards excellence and to make the world a better place by the work that you do is a natural and good desire. God told, he even told us, he said, go rule the earth and subdue it. That's the cre- that's what's called the creation mandate. That's where he's talking with Adam and Eve and he's telling them, go be industrious, go take what I've made and make something out of it. The world is yours. Go build something. All good things. The problem is when those things become our motivations in and of themselves. When they become our source of strength. When they become our reason. When they become basically God for us. Because the thing is, guys, those three motivations were the things that led Adam and Eve, were they not? If you go back and read the verse, it says, when Eve saw the fruit, lust of the eyes, and that it was good for food to eat, lust of the flesh, and that it was good to make one wise, pride of life, she ate of it. That's the thing about it is that it wasn't the fruit that did that. Fruit fruit did not send us into a tailspin away from God as a, as a human race. The, the fruit itself didn't move us into this bad area where there's a, there's a distance between us and God and it took Jesus Christ dying for our sins. No, fruit nor the taste nor the devil were the reason. It was our hearts. It was our desires our desires to want to be god and not listen to what god had restricted us from that's what led us there not the taste nor the fruit itself it was you and me looking at what god said no to and saying yes and continuing to say yes until the point where we had to act on it The fact is, our hearts, our hearts are meant to be led by us to God. Not to lead us because our hearts will not lead us to God. They will lead us to ourselves, to our inward part that doesn't want to do right the angel on the side he won't listen to the angel on the side it'll let us lend us to that inward part of us that doesn't want to do right the devil on the side so all right cool so that's all how do we stop it i understand what you're saying jonathan i get what you're saying that was a really really intense read i'm a little triggered Help me figure out what it is that you and I need to be doing. 
How, how do we get ahead of this? How do we move forward? I say the number one thing, guys, that you and I need to do is we need to read our Bibles. <laughs> Last episode was how to read your Bible. This episode, I'm talking about it again. Read your Bible. And I'm, I, I keep harping on this, and you guys are probably like, I've, I've heard enough. The thing is, though, guys, if I'm being 100% honest, this is the only thing that has been my saving grace. Because in the in the morning, like I talked about earlier, in the morning and at night, there are a million and one things on my mind that don't want that that are they feel more important than getting in the word or being in prayer. They feel more pressing. And I know that that sounds overly spiritual. Jonathan, look, if the bill's got to be paid, you can't stop and pray. Can you not? I mean, really. I mean, just you and me talking, okay? Just, just, just me and you. Is the thing that is on your mind that you feel is so important? Is it important enough to keep you from God? Is it important enough to save you from? ruining your life, ruining your soul, ruining your marriage, ruining your relationship with God? Is it that important? If the answer is no, then it might be worth evaluating. Obviously, there are times that you can do this and, you know, read your Bible and times that you can. I mean, if you're at work, you can't just be sitting there reading your Bible. They have an expectation, you know, they're paying you to do a specific task. So I'm not being an extremist about this, but understand that in the morning when you've got all those thoughts in your head about all the stuff you got to do during the day when, you, you know, or in the evening, rather, when you got all those thoughts in your head about the stuff that you want to do indulging in you know eating a big old bag of cheetos all by yourself and watching friends reruns all day and all night when you when you're in those moments ask yourself is this leading me closer to god or further away is this action going to benefit my soul or or numb it it's a question you got to ask, man. So maybe you don't have time to whip out your big ESV Bible. So here's something that I think is very practical. Start following different accounts that either post Bible verses or post something related to God's word. Whatever the case is, start following those accounts. Because here's the thing. You tell me you don't have time to read your Bible. But I know each and every one of you probably spend on average, most people spend about 30 minutes to an hour on face on Facebook or Instagram total in a day. So you tell me you don't have time to do that. You tell me you, you don't. The, the fact is, is that you do, but you're doing this instead. So if you're going to do this, if you're going to, instead of whipping out your big ESV, if you're going to be on Facebook and Instagram, start following some accounts. Start following some Instagram pages. Start following uh I, I'll tell you one, one thing I'm going to do just off you and I talking right now, just I'm going to do a better job <clears throat> on both the being husband page as well as my personal page at underscore Jonathan West, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-W-E-S-T. That's my personal account. Uh, follow me there. 
but I'm going to do a better job at making sure that I, I impart the word or a thought about the word more frequently. Now, I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to do it every single day. I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to do it regularly, but I will do it because it's important. It's, it's, I've never in this past week, it's never been more apparent to me that that is what we need. That we need our minds saturated. I mean, just like bombarded with God thoughts, with with biblical thoughts. Because the world and, and the devil and even your own soul and or, or sorry, your own heart, they're not taking any days off. They're I mean you're every day you're like, oh man, like this thing or that thing or you know, man, I can't wait to get home so I can uh, you know, type in, you know, something on my laptop. Or ooh, I can't wait to just throw them all back this weekend and, and, and get so drunk I pass out. Whatever the thing is, your mind and the world is just consistently burning and burning and burning and burning that into your brain and before you know it, before we know it, we're we're in a bad place. So I'm going to do a better job about that. A couple of accounts you guys can follow. Follow my friend Kyle Thompson at Undaunted Life. That's Undaunted Life, U-N-D-A-U-N-T-E-D dot life. Follow their Instagram account. He's got some good stuff that he's posting every day. Um, and, and honestly, man, just follow more biblical stuff. Fo- follow Desiring God's uh, account. That's a really good one that I that I check out every now and then. And just try to find you something that you can put into your feed that will feed your feed your mind and your soul God honoring truth. We need that. Period. No exceptions every day. Second thing, so that's the first thing, is we need to read our Bibles. And if you can't read your Bibles or you don't have time, then follow accounts that are biblical so that while you're scrolling, you can scroll into something that's going to benefit your soul. Second thing, we got to start just loving on our wives too. And then once we get done loving on our wives, you know, checking in with her, making sure that she's good, go do that for somebody else. Finished? Go do that with somebody else. Finish with that. Go do that with somebody else. And repeat and repeat and repeat. And over time, I believe that we'll stop thinking about all the crap that's in our mind. And we'll start thinking of ways in which we can help our wives with what they've got going on. And our friends with what they have going on. And our moms and our dads with what they got going on. And our cousins with what they have going on. And our co-workers with what they have going on. Pretty soon there's not going to be any capacity for you to be anxious about anything or depressed about anything or lusting about anything. You're just not going to have enough time. You're too busy trying to put out fires in other places. Now, take that with a grain of salt, gentlemen. You know that it's important. That you don't overextend yourself and you don't overpromise, right? You don't get a Messiah complex. So make sure you're taking time to rest and all that. However, understand that when you're resting, you need to be feeding yourself or be in an environment where you're not just vegging. 
<laughs> I'll put it to you just like that. If you're just sitting there vegging, you're going to stumble into something. You know it's true. You know it's true. Third thing that we need to get into is that we got to stay away from our struggle. Whatever that struggle is. If you've got uh, an alcohol issue, maybe you need to cut back. You got a porn problem. Might be time to put some blocks on your computer. Might be time to disconnect the internet from your phone. If you've got a a problem with getting angry with a certain person in your life, you might need to take a step back away from that person just for a minute and ask God to help you deal with that anger and then to go resolve it with that person. You got to remember, we have to lead our hearts We have to lead our desires to God because left to themselves and left unchecked, they're not going to lead us there. There's no reason for them to. The ads on TV aren't going to do it. Facebook and Instagram aren't going to do it. You have to be almost, again, you got to be, I keep saying this, saturated with, with good Friends with good books. You know what I'm going to tell you to do too? How you can stay away from the struggle? Go to the gym, man. That's right. Go to the gym. Find you one nearby. Whatever you need to do. Or go outside even. And go pick up something heavy. Or do some sprint work. Something. Another thing you could do is go find you a buddy to catch up with. Find the one that you haven't talked to very much lately and go ask him to go to Chipotle with you. Say, hey, man, look, I really want a Chipotle burrito bowl. Do you want to come? Specifically, again, get that guy that you hadn't talked to in a while. He's probably going through something. We all are. Then and then after y'all get done eating, ask him if he wants to arm wrestle. Or, or for real wrestle or go toss a football. Something where you guys can connect actively. Not just a movie. And maybe a movie's cool every now and then. But try to find you something that y'all can do active. Walk, whatever. Just something. Go out. Another thing you can do, man, by yourself, go outside early in the morning. Go outside early in the morning. And, and, and here's what I do. I pray out loud. I'm out. I'm looking crazy. It looks like I'm talking to myself, but I go out there and I deal with all the stuff that just came up in the morning. All those thoughts that, oh, Jonathan, I don't know how you're going to get all this stuff done today. You got a lot you got to do today and your money's looking funny and your your uh, change is looking strange and and you're not going to have all your stuff together and your wife's really not that into you and uh, man, your coworkers really don't think you're that cool either and you dress stupid and you're kind of short and gosh, I mean, have you really been working that hard? And all the things, all the things that come in my head that my heart is telling me I have to preach to myself. Preach and then pray. So I encourage you guys to try that as well. Preach to yourself. Preach to yourself. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. 
So I'm not afraid of any of that stuff that just rose up in my head this morning. I'm not afraid of any of that stuff because I'm good. And then praying you ask God to give you the power. And I tell you guys that as a brother and as a friend, I encourage you that when people tell you to follow your heart, that when people tell you your passion is most important, don't believe them. Don't believe them. If your passion and your heart are not directed toward God and what he has for your life, <clears throat> it will do more damage than good to follow it. Remember that. DM me if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns. If you And, and I just want to take this time too. If you need me to pray, if you want somebody to just pray for you or, or talk with you, just hit me up on Instagram. I'm available. You need that, do it. I mean, I'm 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 down. I've done it before. There's a couple of you guys that listen that have done that or asked me to do those things for you. I don't mind doing that. I I, I had a really really intense week this past week, guys, and I just I I'm more convinced now than I ever was that men are in trouble. Men, specifically men, specifically men that specifically men that are in the church but men in general are in trouble because we do not know what we are made for and made to do we've been told a lot of lies about follow our heart follow our passion and i wonder if if we went back and we asked our grandfathers and we said is it is it most important to do right and, and, and to live right by God or more right to follow our passion. Cause here's, here's something that I want to think. And I think about this too, with career stuff. Do you think that it was your grandfather's passion? If he was a coal miner to be a coal miner, do you think that it was his passion to be in the army? Do you think that it was his passion to make sure that he had uh, a means in which he could grow his own food? Do you think that it was a passion for him that he learned how to work on cars? No. No, I don't think it was. I think that those men, and maybe your granddad wasn't a, Christian but I think that those men understood that their lives were to be laid down for their families and that if that role as a man comes in conflict with following our passion that they would choose to assume the role of man and do the hard things do the things that that might be thankless. Do the things that are necessary. Because they knew if they followed their hearts or their passion that they might not do this thing right. And some of you guys are saying, "Well, Jonathan, you're being a bit extreme." 
Maybe I am. Could be the case. <laughs> I've been told I'm dramatic. Could also be the case. But I just want you to ask yourself one thing. Is your passion and is your heart leading you to God or away from him? With that being said, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get off here. Think about that. Again, DM me if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or need prayer. I'm open to it. With that being said, take care. Build on.